Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Basketball Insider in Arkansas. It's pure sweats, skills, and trainings. Bart Reed, made possible by Martin Orthopedics. With locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs Village, staffed with fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine specialists. For more information on the web, go to martinortho.care. Now, here's Bart. Here's Bart. Okay. Hey. Uh, this is from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. Jake says, produce point guard. Braden Smith, uh, Smith was born in Arkansas. His mother is Jenny Moore Smith, who was the starting point guard for the 1996-97 Class A state champion, Caddo Hills. Lady Indians and play college ball at Arkansas Tech. Maybe I'll mention that this week. I just missed it. Uh, but definitely a cool connection. I didn't know that. Yeah, now. hey, I I was unaware. Listen, he can flat play, but I did not know he had an Arkansas connection. So that's my fault. I I would have mentioned it because it is a very cool story. And of course, Caddo Hills, man, what a great basketball tradition. I'm mm-hmm. they've been really good for a long time. I remember growing up and even my dad talking about stuff, but I did not know that. Randy, did you know that? No, not until I read it. Uh, Jack says, is Bart going to do his scouting of the game, even though it's an exhibition game? How do we match up with this team? What can we expect them to do to slow us down? And how can we stop the big man? Well, so let's set expectations. Two really good basketball teams are going to play in an exhibition game, which you normally don't get quality teams like this playing this early. But Purdue is solid top to bottom. They make, we'll say zero mistakes, but they sure are going to make you beat them. They're not going to give you anything. They shoot the ball extremely well. They play with tempo at times, but they play at a tempo that allows them to run through the big guy, Edie, a lot. And he is extremely tough to guard and especially, guys, with where they post him up. And you'll see he very rarely posts up in a traditional, what I would call, couch on the block or a step above the block. He's usually above the block or mid-post in the corner and will get up uh, close to the nail at times, and that, guys, makes it hard to double-team. And he can pass out of it anyway, but when you put him at spots that's not under the goal, he can pass and distribute. And if Purdue hits three-point shots, which we know this guy's Coach Musselman's strength is he is taking away the three-point shot for some really great shooting teams. If Purdue hits catch-and-shoot three-point shots from kick-out or rebounds, it's going to be a long day. So I think that's the one thing that I'm looking at that he's got to limit or at least keep them shooting at a lower percentage than what they've done in the past. You know, Bart, one of the first things that – popped in my mind as I was listening the other day to Coach Musselman talk about this matchup with Purdue, particularly with Edie and the way that he uh, gets in the middle of the lane, which yep. makes it difficult to double team from either the right or the left side of him. And yep. my first thought was this is a game that I can see Musselman 
working the fire out of the officials to make sure (laughs) he does not camp in that lane longer than three seconds. If you let him stay in there more than three, that's obviously a definite advantage to Purdue. Yep, definite advantage. And what what we're going to have to do that I think some teams that had some success against Purdue last year really were physical with him on his initial post-up. They made him work. He could still get the ball, but they made him work the first two to three seconds instead of just easy steps and seals where he's really just you're at his will. So you got to bump and be physical. So he's got to talk to the referees, but not too much where they'll keep us from our physicality. And that's what, Randy, when I watch the film, 90% of the time double teams are coming from the middle of the floor. They're coming from the free throw line. They're coming from the nail. You can selectively send it from the baseline if you're really good. But, Randy, you see, Rick, they run a lot of things through the baseline as a back, as a backdoor corner to corner, so you can't do that because you slip behind and throw a layup. So this is going to be a little bit of chess match between two really great coaches as well, Matt Painter and Eric Muscle. I realize you hardly have ever, and I'm not sure I can count them on either hand or either feet for that matter, of Musselman playing zone. Yeah. Is this a case, gosh, I can almost say like a 2-3 zone, and you're you're going to be constantly trying to front Edie. I mean, yeah. this is where I think you put a lot of pressure, whether it's Brazil or Mitchell, uh, Davenport, Lawson, whoever you want to name, even maybe uh, Tremont. I mean, I – if you if you leave a lot of one on one, there's some guys that's gonna pick up some fouls pretty quick. I gotta believe. Yeah, and that's gonna be the worry with the physicality and the so the the, the pressure. The key is you said, Brandy, it's gonna be ball pressure. If which Purdue shoots the ball extremely well to play in his own, but my my stance has always been you can play a team that shoots the ball really well in a matchup type zone as long as you apply ball pressure and they don't have all day to see over the top and pick you apart. So if he puts pressure, which I would think if he if he picked up in some type of zone, you're going to get some heavy ball pressure. But it might be a situation where that might, depending on how the referees call it, he might have to go to something like that. But I can tell you what he's thinking right now. He said Trayvon Brazil is between 15 and 25 minutes. I would say it's definitely on the 25-minute side. And he's going to try to make Edie match up on the other end and make him work defensively, just like he's going to want to get buckets on the offensive end, make him work just as hard on the defensive end. That's a good point. Good point. I like the idea, though, of the matchup zone. But yeah, is that not something, though, Bart, that takes a lot of practice time to, so that you don't just leave players wide open? Well, it's not with a team that's elite man-to-man. So if you understand man-to-man principles, it's quite easy to drop back in a matchup zone. What you have a problem with are teams that don't understand man-to-man that are used to playing zone and try to do a matchup because they they lose their person really early. Now, where it gets to be difficult is rebounding. Rebounding out of a zone is harder to do than a man-to-man for obvious reasons, and this team rebounds really well. So – we know UConn killed us on the board, so that's going to be a telltale sign, too. If they do jump in a zone, can they stay in it? How many offensive rebounds do they give up or not give up? 
Yeah, I, I I like the men that he's brought in. Not taking yeah. away from the young men that were there a year ago, but that's the key word, young. That's right. These guys, there there's some seasoned uh, veterans out there for Arkansas. I will yes, be out there are. for Arkansas. All right, this again from our Asher Record Service Company live in feedback. I guess everybody's worried about the big man. Uh, wanted to get Bart's <laughs> thoughts on why we just can't double team the big man every time. How can they leave a guy that big to guard on defensively to match up against all of our scoring and speed? I'm not sure I quite understand exactly what he's saying, but uh, yeah. did you get the gist of it, Bart? Well, yeah, so, I, I, okay, yeah. So, well, we can't just double team him because, I, and I think I alluded to this, his position on the court determines a lot where where you can double. If you're, this is not an NBA line, although it's extended. If you put a double team and he's posting up in the corner, in the short corner, that's a long way for a double team to run with mm-hmm. four other people behind the three-point line, and then you're scrambling. And that's not a really effective way. If you're going to do that, you got to jump into it surprise them. It's not something you can telegraph. I think what he's re- what they're referring to is on making him match up is going to be on the offensive end. When we're on offense, is going to be a huge key because he's going to have to work. But I'll tell you what Edie does. He gets out and defends pretty well. Like, he's not going to sit back. Where the vulnerable is... All right, hang on, hang on, hang on. Drive Time Sports will continue. Drive Time Sports, tapped with refreshing sports opinion on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. It's time for the Basketball Insider in Arkansas. It's pure sweats, skills, and trainings. Bart Reed, made possible by Martin Orthopedics. With locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs Village. Staffed with fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine specialists. For more information on the web, go to martinortho.care. Now, here's Bart. Here's Bart. All right, Bart, did you finish your thought? I know I ran you right into the break. Well, let me let me say this because I think I was – making him work on the uh, defensive end is where I think you can really put him in situations where he's in ball screen. And so we've been a high ball screen team up until we had some injuries last year. So putting, let's say, Trayvon Brazil – and a high ball screen, what he's going to do is drop all the way back in the lane. He can't cover all that, so it's going to leave a lot of downhill opportunities. That's where this team, and we've talked about it, scores and shoots the ball better. So they can be dangerous in those. So I would look for them to put him in situations where he's having to cover a ton of ball screens in the open court. Is this a typical Big Ten type of team? I mean, I think I think of Big Ten basketball yeah. as, I mean, it, it's it's rough and tough. Yeah, it's it's rough and tough, but they do have Randy. That's a great point. They got a little bit of different finesse to them because they play just fast enough where you're getting all this movement, and they get a lot of stuff going, and they run Edie off a lot of ball screens where he's unattached, so he's sprinting from the from the corner or the high part of the block, and he's going. So they try to open up the floor. So it is, but it isn't because they just are so balanced 
on the offensive end. They just have four guys that can score. Hmm. All right, this from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. I got to tell you, when I first read the first sentence or so, I just wanted to say, well, look at the scoreboard. Uh, Bo says, what's a good stat to look at the half to determine if we're playing well versus Purdue? That's why I said the scoreboard's going to tell you whether or not you're playing very well. Yeah, that'd be, that'd But be that, there may be a stat, Mark, that you can think of. Uh, he says, what's going to be our toughest matchup? I think we've kind of belabored that point. Uh, watch yep. some clips. They move a great deal, and they make the big man move a lot. Yeah. So I don't know about stats per se. Was that it, it was, so? I guess you're talking about if you have a break or have so three I'll, point shooting or, three, or turnovers. Yep, turnovers would be so. That's a that's a great one uh, to look at. I, I would also look at rebounds. And for us, and I because I want to see if we're playing faster. Shot attempts per half. We averaged right around 78 shots, 80 shots a game last year. If that number can get up, that means that I think Coach Musselman is a little bit more confident in these people. It does. The players have got a little bit more free reign. So I would kind of be looking at the shot attempts to see how aggressive we're being offensively. All right, Chubby says, Bart, give your thoughts on Musselman's starting rotation. Who will be the starting five? <laughs> Well, so you knew that was coming. Somebody, you knew that was coming. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a great question. So, I would start. I would start. Now, we're saying Trayvon Brazil. I'm, I'm, or, uh, we're saying Jalen Graham is day-to-day. I'm just going to – I would start uh, Trayvon Martin, L.L., Trayvon Brazil, and I would start the two scores and I, with, with Devo, and I would be a little bit smaller. So, well, you can't start two of them, so let's, let's do that again. So, Trayvon Brazil, Devo Davis, Trayvon Mark. Uh, I would go Davenport, and let's see, L.L. Did, did I get them all in, Randy? So, L.L. So, you're not going to start Mitchell? I'm not going to start Mitchell. And listen, this is going to find a lot of people shocked. I, his minute, I think, because of – what the scoring is bringing to us. And, Randy, a lot of it is the physicality that you mentioned with this new crop. We had to have Mitchell a lot less because of his physicality. Well, these – man, Trayvon Mark, these guards are physical. Oh, yeah. So, I think Mitchell could actually be one of the ones that's kind of outside looking in. Uh, I think he still gets minutes. But if I was picking a matchup on a lineup against this Purdue team, that's who I would be going with probably – with, I would say, a score off the bench. Um, so, battle, certainly. Late blockers playing a ton of minutes as well, releasing the point guard spot. I think Chandler, Lawson, Mitchell are kind of on the outside looking in. I'm really curious to see if Joseph Pinion makes that rotation. I like Hacksaw Lawson. I think he's uh, he's he's going to be a banger that we're going to like. I do, too. That we're going to enjoy too. watching. All right, Steve says, Hogs win easy. Purdue is slow and not athletic. The big guy mm. can't move. Mid-major beat them soundly. That was a year ago. They went out and they've added to their roster. If Arkansas moves yeah. the ball and run, they will win easily. You play half court, we lose. That's true. That's true, but listen, let's, 
it's not that long ago. In our last exhibition game, we got beat by three bills. So we got 30, <laughs> 30 beat by 30 by Texas. So it, I would not just say Purdue's slow and they're, cause they're not slow. And they're a quality basketball team. And so anyone can be beaten, but it's certainly not an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. Lots changed with both teams since they last played. Uh, let's see, Woodstock. Mark, I think Devo led the Hogs in exhibition game with rebounds. Are we in trouble if our guards are leading rebounders moving forward? Nope. nope. It's a great sign. Great sign. If you see a lot of great rebounding teams, the bigs do a lot of the blocking out and the athletic wing, especially – especially the lockdown defenders swoop in and get a lot of rebounds. It's actually a really good sign that that's happening. So I would not be worried about that at all. Plus, Devo is an excellent, and I repeat, excellent rebounding perimeter player, one of the best in the country. Oh, he's a junkyard dog. Uh, this sure is, is uh, from Ricky. Rick, I like the Diamondbacks in this World Series. Fun young team to watch. He knew kids on the radar, Mark. Also, Jake, sorry, but the baseball will not win a natty under Van Horn. Conference <laughs> titles only because he knows that's just good enough. He's the reason we were in position we are for football. Loser mentality and to be just relevant. Can't hire anybody uh, that will be better than him. Well... Uh, that's a long way from the Diamondbacks will win the World Series. And uh, well, I think Dave Van Horn is one of the best coaches ever in college baseball, so whether he wins a national championship or not. But I will say this, you're saying that he won't will not deter him from trying. Great point. I think, I think that, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see, Bart, any new kids on the radar? Ooh, well, let's see. So in the high school realm, you know, we've got so much visibility with our – I'm trying to think, although I'll, uh, let me say this. Early this season, it's kind of slipped through the cracks. Ty Robinson, who I've been a big fan of, 2024, has signed with Florida Atlantic, a team that went to the Final Four last year. And there's going to be some early matchups. Teams are playing some big basketball games, Randy, coming up even in the sixth, seventh yeah. day of uh, next month. So I, I think we're focusing on the usual suspects right now. I think probably for new people on the radar, give us probably what, Randy, three, two or three weeks in the season, and then we'll kind of see these, these kids where they kind of get that blow-up period where they're putting. But now it's really all about the usual suspects. Carry on, Honor Botang, Central's loaded up, and then Bryant, and certainly – uh, like I said, you got Florida Atlantic. Ty Robinson will be signing coming up November eighth signing period. So we've got a lot of talent that will be signing coming up here in less than two weeks. Okay, I, w- I didn't wait to the last minute to read this one, but it seems like I am. Um, since Bart is from Sheridan, please ask him his prediction for Sheridan's boys and girls high school basketball teams. Well. <laughs> I think the shared girls that finished runner-up last year in the 5A South, I think they've got they've got key pieces coming back. They don't lose much. Benton won that, and they lost, I think, four or five stars. So I think shared girls are in a really good position to win 20 games, over 20 games, 20, 22 games, and win the 5A South. And I think the boys will struggle at Sheridan simply because 
They lost two college basketball players, uh, Peyton Free, Justin Cruz, uh, both continuing their careers at the next level. They lose seven seniors. So I think they'll, they'll struggle a little bit. This will kind of be a rebuilding year, but they still have a pretty decent foundation. The 5A South had two teams in the Final Four last year, so it's a loaded league for the boys. All right, Mark. That's it. So long. Good night. For Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Ringwood. So long.